Marshall, you have literally no excuse for what happened to you guys at the end of last year. Welcome back, everybody, to the Center of College Football. I'm your host, Jeffrey Calhoun, recording, as always, from the Center of College Football, Lincoln, Nebraska. And I've knocked out four of the five Power Five conferences so far. I have the Pac-12 left to do. I still need to make my predictions. But we'll go ahead and jump in on the Group of Five today, as the Conference USA was the first and I think one of two group of five conferences that have gone ahead and dropped their schedule for the upcoming season. So let's go ahead and just jump right in. We'll start with the Conference USA West and see what each team's going to do out of there. So I think, in my personal opinion, kind of a no-brainer in last place is going to be UTEP. Now, UTEP had a better record than previous years last year, going 3-5, and five, but granted, two of the three wins were against FCS teams, and the other one was against Louisiana Monroe, who, yeah, Louisiana Monroe. But they did have some close games. They played Louisiana Tech down to the wire. They played North Texas really close. That they couldn't really get into a groove. They had four games canceled, three in a row, went almost a month without playing between UTSA and North Texas. But again, this team has never really been very good. They are second to last in the Conference USA in incoming recruiting. This just doesn't look good for the Miners. It never has. They've never been the best team. They're middle of the pack in returning production, 86th in the nation, and vibing at around seven. In the conference, I see them going about three and nine. This doesn't look great for UTEP this year. Sixth place in the Conference USA West, in my opinion, is going to be North Texas. North Texas was amazing. And I mean amazing a couple years ago, but they kinda died out. It was really weird. You know, I think it was what was that, 2017? Um, they were just amazing, you know, and 20, 2018 was really their kind of special year. They were nine and four and all the teams they lost to were really good being, you know, UAB, Louisiana Tech, and then Utah State and then in the New Mexico Bowl. They also lost to Old Dominion, who wasn't great that year, but that was also the Old Dominion team that upset Virginia Tech. So that didn't look that bad. It looked really good going into 2019, and they kind of fell apart. They ended up going 4-8, and eight, and coming into 2020, they only finished 4-6, and six, despite having one of the best wide receivers in the nation in Jared Dayton. I may have butchered that name. I apologize, but and their wins weren't great. They had a good win against a Rice team who ended up being pretty solid, but they, you know, their only other wins were against Houston Baptist, Middle Tennessee, and UTEP, who they barely beat. And they couldn't really keep it close in their hard games, too. They got beaten to hell by UTSA, where Sincere McCormick rushed for over 250 yards. Appalachian State just beat them within an inch of their life. I mean, it was not very good for them. And losing that receiver, I think, will take them to about 3-9 and nine as well. North Texas does not look like they're going to be a great team this year. Fifth place in the Conference USA West, in my opinion, is going to be Southern Miss. This was a team that really disappointed me last year. This was a team that I thought would, granted, back when, you know, Big Ten and um, Pac-12 weren't playing, I thought they'd finish in the top 25. They had an easy schedule. I thought they'd lose two games to probably UAB, and I think, I think it was Western Kentucky when I thought Western Kentucky was going to be good. They ended up being three and seven. Um, 
They only beat North Texas and North Alabama for a while. They had a they picked up a great win at the end of the year over Florida Atlantic in a massive upset after not playing for like three weeks. I mean, this team's pretty consistent. I think this is a down year. You know, their schedule isn't horrible. They do play in the harder of the two divisions, but their non-conference games aren't bad outside of Alabama. But they got Grambling State, who's an FCS team. They also got South Alabama, who yeah, is crapshoot. Um, Troy, we also don't know, but, you know, they got an easy draw out of the East with Middle Tennessee and FIU. I see about five and seven here. Um you know, we'll have to wait and see. Again, this conference is probably the most subject to change because, to be honest, it's one of the conferences I know the least about with it being a group of five conference. There's not a ton of big-name schools here. You know, UAB, Louisiana Tech, FAU, I pay a little bit closer attention to. But as I get more information, these are definitely going to change. Remember, these are way too early predictions. Coming in fourth place in the West Division, I think Rice is going to be really good this year. Rice has kind of been a joke the last couple of years, and last year, despite their record, they kind of showed everyone up. Um, they took the first few weeks of the season off, started October 24th against Middle Tennessee, lost in double overtime after like a quadruple doink field goal, uh, beat the living hell out of Southern Miss, got two games canceled. Lost to North Texas, thought the season was over, and then they decided to go on the road to an undefeated Marshall team, who they were a 23.5 point underdog to, and beat them to hell. Picked Grant Wells off five times, beat them 20 to nothing, and just Mur murder them murder them on live television and then they had a home matchup against uab and only lost by five in a game that i really thought they'd win they finished two and three but they again really couldn't get into a groove i mean took the first long bit of the season off had three games canceled against utsa louisiana tech and utep utep they probably would have won utsa they probably would have lost louisiana tech is a bit of a toss-up, but I mean that's anywhere between three and five, four and four. They have their second in returning production in the conference, and their recruiting class isn't horrible. They're fifth in the conference USA, which isn't great, but you know it's something. I see them going about seven and five. This could be a team that does some damage next year. I don't think they're going to be a team that necessarily wins the division, but they definitely could be a team that knocks some teams out of the divisional race. Third place is Louisiana Tech. Louisiana Tech is one of the more consistent teams in college football that nobody really talks about. Um, you know, it looked like they had an offseason last year, but once you really looked into it, it wasn't horrible. They went 5-5, five and five, and their losses were good losses. I mean, they lost to BYU, who was a one-loss team in the end. They lost to UTSA by one, who had arguably the best running back in the group of five. And they beat UAB in double overtime. They lost to TCU at the height of TCU's season. And they lost to Georgia Southern, who was a good team. And, you know, they they had over a month off between UAB and North Texas with Rice, ULM, and FIU getting canceled. But, I mean, this is a solid team. I mean, you know, think back to that 2019 season, one of their best seasons in school history. They went 10-3. and They beat Miami. I mean, this is a really good team. I think they're going to bounce back a little bit. Again, this division is tough. 
I see them going about 7-5. and five. They have some really tough non-conference games with Mississippi State, SMU, and NC State. But, you know, I think they have a shot at contending for this divisional championship. Second place is UAB. I will admit UAB's returning production is low. They're sitting at, I think, 114, yeah, 114 in the nation. Last in the conference, USA. They do lose star receiver Austin Watkins. The recruiting class isn't great. It's eighth in the nation. But the thing about UAB is it's one of those teams where they're almost like the Oklahomas of the world, the, the Alabamas, the Clemsons. They're going to be good until you prove to me that they're not. I mean, this team looked like they were down last year. They were 5-3. and three. They looked in the dumps. They lost their first home game in a long time. And then they went to the Conference USA Championship game and said, watch this, and beat Marshall, who was a one-loss team at that point. I mean, they went to, you know, they've been to the last three Conference USA Championships. They've only missed one since they've been reinstated as a football team and have won two of them in 2018 and 2020. Granted, the 2019 FAU team was just amazing. I We need to talk about them more. But, I mean, again, they have some really, really tough non-conference games against Georgia, Tulane, and Liberty, which, I'm going to be honest, are probably all going to be losses. But, you know, if they can get the best of UTSA, I mean, that UTSA-UAB game is going to be amazing. I mean... I, it was kind of a bummer last year because I'm not... Did we get that game last year? I honestly can't remember. I don't think we did. And... um, No, scratch that. Looking back, it was actually a solid game. 21-13 UAB win on the road, but UTSA is going to take a big jump. So I think UAB finishes second in the division. And obviously since this is the last team i think utsa will win the conference usa west in 2021 and this is a team that we need to have a serious discussion about okay they finished seven and five in 2020 okay but if you really look into it they were a lot better if you look at their losses they lost to uab the conference usa champion by eight they lost to byu by seven byu finished 11 and one the only team who beat Co- or beat BYU was Coastal Carolina. This was the closest anyone got to knocking off BYU outside of Coastal. It wasn't UCF. It wasn't Boise State. It was UTSA. This was a really good game, and they almost won. They lost to Army by 12. The only really bad game they played was against Florida Atlantic on the road. And they almost beat Louisiana. To put it in perspective, Iowa State, who won the Fiesta Bowl, lost to Louisiana by 17. UTSA lost by 7. So there's that. They had a hell of a game against Texas State. That was one of the most fun games of the year. Cynthia McCormick is one of the best running backs in the nation. He finished second in rushing yards last year, only to Brees Hall. Yes, he beat Najee Harris. That is a real stat. So, And that's just in yards. I mean... they're building a monster down there and they have some good games on the schedule that can prove that they're going to be a good team you know they have obviously uab and louisiana tech and rice like they do every year but they also have illinois on the road you know brett bielema's got 92 scholarship players coming back they have memphis on the road that's going to be tough um but looking at the schedule i see them going about 11 and 1 
I mean, I tried to look for a place in the Conference USA where they'd lose, and I couldn't find a spot. I mean, they got UAB at home. They have a bye week after Louisiana Tech. That Rice-Louisiana Tech back-to-back is going to be tough, I'll admit. But the only game I really see them dropping here is to Memphis. I mean, and Memphis is going to be down. They lose Brady White, and I think... I think they lose one or two of their star running backs. I mean, so, you know, we'll have to see, but UTSA has a genuine shot at a New Year's Six Bowl. I mean, Josh Trailer has done an amazing job here. I mean, in 2019, they were, what, 4-8, and eight, and their wins weren't good. It was against Incarnate Word, UTEP Rice, who was bad that year, and Old Dominion by one, who was garbage that year. UTSA has a real shot at making some noise. Now, moving over to the Conference USA East, this conference was tough. Um, I think there's going to be a lot more parity here, and frankly, that's not because this is a good division. This is a pretty garbage division. Um, So starting in last place, I think, is going to be Old Dominion. Old Dominion ended up being one of two teams this year who decided they they weren't going to play, and Old Dominion's not really the best team to start with. They had one good win recently against Virginia Tech, in 2018, they had one win in 2019. I mean, the returning production is not applicable because they didn't play. I mean, this just isn't a good look for the Monarchs. I just, I don't see them being very good. I see them getting a win, maybe, against probably Hampton. But, I mean, and, you know, their non-conference schedule is brutal with Wake Forest, Liberty, and Buffalo. Their draw from the West isn't exactly great because they got to play Louisiana Tech, who's just, I mean, Louisiana Tech always going to be good. They get UTEP, which isn't horrible, but they're probably going to be better than them. This this isn't going to be fun. Coming in at sixth place, I think, will be FIU. FIU was not good last year in any way, shape, or form. They're one of two teams who lost to an FCS team. They didn't win a single game. Losing uh, James Morgan was detrimental. I mean, they were 6-7 and seven in 2019, which was pretty solid for them. You know, remember, they got that big upset win over Miami and almost knocked off Marshall. So, you know, they were good then, but they lost James Morgan and forgot how to play football. You know... It, it doesn't look good for them. Um, they have Texas Tech on the road. They got Central Michigan on the road, who's a good team. They got Florida Atlantic on the road, Marshall on the road. A lot of their hard games are on the road. You know, Southern Miss and North Texas out of the West, which is, is a mediocre draw, but I don't see them being very good. Fifth place, or yeah, fifth place will probably be Charlotte, in my opinion. Charlotte was probably the worst team last year as it applied to just getting games scheduled and played. I mean, they were getting games canceled left and right, and they only finished three and or two and four. I wanted to say three and five. They beat North Texas and UTEP. Yeah, uh, they got blown to bits by Western Kentucky. He was really bad. I mean, this was not a good year for Charlotte, and I don't see them being much better in 2021. You know. It's not a terrible schedule, but just a lot of these games, I feel, are 50-50 games that they're going to lose. Looking at it, I see them going about 3-9. and nine. Um, They got some easy games against teams like Gardner-Webb, but I just I don't see them being very good. Coming in in fourth place, I see Western Kentucky going about 5-7. First off, 
That's mainly, again, that's mainly because they're non-conference. I mean, Army, Indiana, Michigan State, and UTSA all in a row. So there's that. I mean, that's not going to be exactly fun. They do have a very good quarterback, I will admit. But they disappointed last year. This was a team in 2019 that was really, really solid. Despite losing to Central Arkansas to start off the year, they finished 9-4 and four and only ended up losing to Louisville and then the top two teams in their division being Marshall and Florida Atlantic. They beat UAB. They had a hell of a game against Western Michigan. They looked like they were going to be good. And then we went to 2020. They played Louisville within an inch of their life, which you know we were all kind of like, hey, maybe they're good. And then Louisville ended up being trash too. And they only went five and seven. Granted, they got a 12-game schedule played, which was nice. Um, but, you know, it just it wasn't a great year for this team. I see them repeating going about five and seven. So it's going to take some time to get this team back on top. Coming in third place is Marshall. Marshall does have talent with Grant Wells, but he really regressed at the end of last year. Remember, he threw five interceptions at the end of the 2020 season against Rice, which was not good, uh, lost the Conference USA Championship, lost the Camellia Bowl against Buffalo, Doc Holliday ended up getting fired, and which I think was premature, this man was 7-3 and three last year, he had done wonders for this team, but, you know, it's going to take, this is going to be a rebuilding year, 100% for Marshall, and I just, I don't see them getting to a bowl game this year, this isn't going to be good for them, which is kind of a bummer, but, you know, it is what it is. This is a rebuilding year. I think Marshall fans know that. Coming in in second place is uh, Middle Tennessee. Middle Tennessee is one of the most inconsistent programs I've seen in a long time. You know, they went to the Conference USA Championship in 2018, and then they decided that it'd be funny to be horrible in 2019 and only go 4-8, and eight, despite, you know, scoring first against Michigan and having Asher O'Hara and completely ruining him because he's baby Jalen Hurts. I'm not mad. And then I went three and six last year, somehow beat Troy um, after losing to Troy because they played twice, which is weird, but I don't know. So I, I I don't know. I mean, this is kind of the pit of the group of five. They like lose all of against all the bad teams and then randomly beat great teams. I see them string together about six wins to go six and six. I don't know. I mean, Mar Middle Tennessee is a weird, weird weird team so we'll have to wait and see with them i honestly like i could be spot on i could be completely wrong i don't I, this is one of the teams that i just i straight up don't know so and then coming in first place in this division is florida atlantic and i think that's a no-brainer to me you know everyone talks about places that are hard to coach at you know the vanderbilt's the kansas's florida atlantic's an easy place to win at like you know, Lane Kiffin was there, and that 2019 season was historic. They went 11 and three. You know, after starting out 0 and two, losing to Ohio State and UCF, they lost one game the rest of the year, being to Marshall. Curb stomped UAB in the Conference USA Championship. Curb stomped SMU, who looked like the favorite to go to the Cotton Bowl that year. They were five and four last year, but you know they were another team that couldn't really get a groove together. Um, and they started out 5-1. and one. I mean, this was a good team that kind of fell apart. Um, losing to Georgia Southern, losing to Southern Miss, losing to Memphis. But Willie Taggart, I think, did pretty well in his first year with the Owls. And I think it's going to continue this year. Um, they have a couple tough games against Florida, Georgia Southern, UAB. 
but I think they string together enough wins to make it to the Conference USA Championship and face off against UTSA, which I'm going to say this is going to be a fun game. Um, but I think UTSA gets the best of them in this game. Uh, Cynthia McCormick is amazing. I mean, he is just a beast at running back, and I can't vote against him. So I think that UTSA finishes the season 12-1, and uh, has a historic season, and just steamrolls almost everyone they play. So yeah, uh, I apologize. I don't have as much information as I'd like to. I'm going to obviously remake all of these episodes once we get more information and make my official predictions on the year. Those will probably start getting pumped out in June. So yeah, uh, those are my picks for the Conference USA. UTSA beats FAU in the Conference USA Championship game. And with that, I'm your host, Jeffrey Calhoun, recording as always from the Center of College Football, signing out.